We would like to thank your sponsor, Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union and a member-owned financial cooperative serving the Okanagan, Similkameen, and Thompson regions. They offer a wide range of banking and investment services for individuals and families. Valley First also has a talented business and commercial team to provide the expertise, products, and services local businesses need to grow and thrive. Well, hello everyone and welcome to Business Matters presented by Valley First, the division of First West Credit Union. My name is Rob Capello. I'm a Tree Strategy Officer at Now Media Group. Uh, today we welcome Ramvir Nahal to Business Matters. Ramvir, thank you for coming back on to Business Matters. Thank you. No problem. So Ramvir is the president of Sunterra Custom Homes, um, owner of Mod Trend Exteriors and a big part of Bollywood Bang event that we're going to talk about as well. And um, I'm excited to kind of chat about the last couple of years. You were, you were on back in May of 2021. So it's, it's I'm sure lots has changed for you. I know that you've gone through a lot. Um, you lost your amazing sister, which I know she was a big inspiration to you. So that was obviously a life event that happened uh, uh, that you probably, you know, obviously weren't expecting. You also did some business restructuring. So I'm curious, I want to start off. I'm curious how these events that you've gone through with your sister and business how that's changed your look out that your so your outlook on your business or maybe the way you manage your business like how has that changed for you at all going through some of these events that you've gone through over the last you know year and a bit oh gosh i mean great great question rob i think uh i think the, the loss of any loved one you know will definitely slow you down uh, you know so i think that lots of reflection came out of the losses um, and, it, and it kind of poured into all components of my life. You know, we were talking health, business, friendships, and uh, ultimately I, I would call it a bit of a reset. You know, as, as mentioned earlier, I also had lost my father in 2020, then we lost my sister in 2021. And essentially, you know, between the two, two sort of big Events. I think I just revisited all my businesses and, and how do I want to structure them? You know, how do I want to participate in them? How do I even want to interact with my employees and my team? So I would probably say between, you know, COVID and between the loss of people that were, you know, very intimate and close to me, I, I restructured my entire life. <laughs> Did it ever cross your mind though? Because it must have, must have not been easy you know, watching your sister go through what, what she did. And I know you and I talked about it where, you know, she was a fighter. So she, you know, right to the last, last day, but it must have not been easy to watch what she went through. Did it ever cross your mind? You're like, I'm not doing this rat race anymore. Like you see sort of family members pass away where you're like, or did it add more fuel to you? Did it actually add more fuel to the fire to say, no, like I have a lot to do still. I, you know, I would say a bit of both. You know, it was it was almost post loss that most of the reflection happened and most of those thought process of, you know, I'm, I don't want to do it this way happens. But then when you sort of go through the process of the journey of healing, I think that's where some of the inspiration kicks in of, OK, well, this is where I'm at. How do I honor these individuals? How do I pay respect to some of the goals that they had and some of the dreams that they had? And that's where the inspiration comes in. So I'd say I would say it's a bit of both. There's a there's almost an acceptance, a reflection of sorts. Then there's a healing process, which is important, and then comes the inspiration. I'm curious, actually, in, in good segue, your 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 sister Dalvia, you know, was 
very integral part of the community. She raised a lot of money for local charities through an amazing, you know, one of the tools she used was an amazing uh, Bollywood Bang event. Um, you're continuing that legacy. It's coming back this year. I'm curious if you what you can share about it, what you're comfortable sharing about it. I know details are still being worked out, but what can you share about that event? Uh, I know, I believe it took last year off, like you didn't run it last year, I believe, right? This is the, so this is the two years ago. So what can you share about what's happening? Right oh now? yeah, no, I mean, I, I I could pretty much share it all at this point. So we are, yeah. I mean, literally as of today, we're going live. Um, the event is going to be June 10th, which is a Saturday. It's going to be held in Vernon. Um, we're expecting about 800 people. So it'll be quite, quite the event. And uh, yeah, you're right. We haven't done the event since, uh, call it pre-COVID. I think 2020 would have been the last time. Oh, wow. or it would have been 2019 possibly. So okay. it's definitely been a while. Um, yeah, we're just excited, you know. And, and again, speaking back to that point of inspiration, you know, it's, I, I kind of feel it was somewhat of an alley-oop or a blessing or however you want to look at this, that, you know, there's an opportunity for myself, my team, uh, a great community here at Vernon, uh, a great group of people that were in and around her during the event that have all said, we got your back 100%. So super excited to get get the event going again. Absolutely. So what can you, what can you tell us about maybe people that haven't attended this event before? Um, what's the plan? How will you continue your sister's legacy through this event? What, what can be expected? Um, I mean, it's, it's one of the funnest nights of the, one of the funnest nights of the year. I mean, it's, it's always been known to be a party. Um, people have a great time, but, uh, you know, I'm, the, the roots of it though are extremely important too. I mean, this was something that was started to multiple things. One was of course to raise money through, you know, our, our networks, our friends and, and the community to, to stay within the community. So the, the cause is, is great. You know, we want to raise money give it back to people that are in need in our community, whether that's through mental health, women's shelter, the hospital, whatever the charity is that is decided by the group. Um, so that's the cause, but the event itself is just, it's magnificent. It's beautiful. I mean, if, when you think of Bollywood, you think of the colors, the saris, and uh, I think one of the greatest sort of uh, attributes of the event is that we've got a, probably about an 80 to 90% uh, rate of clients or sorry people attending wearing outfits and so it's just such a good time so it's held june 10th this year where's it being held at uh, it's going to be at the curling rink which is one of the uh, only venues that can hold that capacity and uh and and it's transformed like you have no idea you're at the Vernon curling rink it's a great venue it's large and essentially you walk in and the whole thing is just magical and you're saying live today like can people actually start buying tickets today in the next few days um so what we're doing right now is a bit of a soft um okay. soft registry um so we've we've got a link that's going to be available on the bollywood instagram shortly facebook for bollywood um we've got a link that i'll, I'll share with you and, and some various other people and what we're trying to do is uh, hopefully in the next sort of two weeks is collect as many people we can for the registry and then hopefully by the middle of april we'll solidify payments for tickets and swords but I would assume right now uh, you're you're in the middle of raising funds, corporate sponsors, donations. Um, that's available. I assume they can reach out to you and we'll put the details in the article and, and stuff as well. But I think that right now is a big part of like raising those dollars for sure. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, we've, uh, you know, we, one of the things that's really different, and, and this is something that's sort of come to realization is 
how much work my sister actually did on this by herself. You know, I was I was always a bit more of a participant, if you will. Uh, and I was also the MC. So my role was pretty easy. So I think what's sort of come to light is how much work this really is. Um, but at the same time, I'm just so grateful for the group and the team that we have around us that's doing, you know, a majority of the planning. But uh, certainly sponsorships is going to be a big part of this event. And that's kind of the next phase we're going into now. I love the story. I think you were saying a while back, you're talking about your sister saying that she was raising funds from the hostel bed and, and not even asking, just telling people how much they're donating. <laughs> uh, absolutely. And I've got the uh, the task of calling some of those people now and saying, just so you know that you were voluntold that you are going to be donating to this this cause. And, uh, and, and to be honest with you, Rob, I think it was close to $40,000 she raised. And this would have been the, you know, this would have been the last week that she was at the hospital. So, you know, she chose to do this with with very limited time and so it's very special that she you know continued and wanted this to continue absolutely yeah that's awesome well i'm i'm excited i've never gone to the event i'm excited to go because i want to see uh and i think it's such a great way for you to you know continue on the legacy of your sister and your dad and 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 just have actually i think people are just looking for a place now to actually get together and, and have fun <laughs> like right yeah. i mean it's so long since we've been able to do that so I think it'll be amazing so I want to switch a little bit of focus I'm curious to talk about Sentara a little bit as well so um what has Sentara looked like for you over you know we hear in the media a little bit of the softening in the real estate market are are you seeing any of that like what's business been like for you over the last few months when it came comes to Sentara uh, it's it's kind of been up and down to be honest with you you know I I Network with a lot of people in the industry, so I have a pretty good pulse on what's happening. I, I speak with many people, and you know, I on my end of it, I you know we're predominantly in the higher end custom luxury home business. So I would say we certainly saw a pause for about six to eight months here for the last little period of time. But with sort of the spring weather upon us, the sunshine, I'm starting to see activity again. Um, you know, I would probably say that you know, where we were getting five to 10 leads on average, we're probably two to five now, but the, the market is still continuing. Um, we're seeing a much higher demand on the multifamily side. Of course, it's not a secret that Canada has a housing shortage. So, you know, I think a lot of developers are changing gears, seeing opportunities with infill properties, multifamily. I think there's going to be more legal suites that people are putting in houses. I think the micro suites is going to be a concept that really takes off. So, I think overall as an industry, we'll still do well. I think it's, in my opinion, it's a little bit of that middle market that's really fallen out, uh, you know, through my observations and conversations. I'm curious. I know if people, you know, go onto your site or see the work you've done, it, it's simple to see or easy to see that you guys build amazing homes, right? So, but I'm curious, like what, what makes Sentara different from other home builders? Like if someone came to you and said, you know, what truly makes Sentara Sentara? Like, what would you say to me? Oh, man, great question. I, 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 I always describe our team as a bunch of artists. You know, like, you know, if somebody comes to us and they, they extend the opportunity of a blank canvas in their dream, that's where we shine. So, for example, if a client has seen some of our work and they like the uniqueness of our homes, they like the ge geographical areas of our homes, we do a lot of waterfront homes, a lot of hillside building. Typically, clients coming to us have already sort of found something within the website that they like, and then they're coming to us to saying, hey, you know what, we either help us pick a piece of land or we own a piece of land. And I think it's really the artistic side of what we do that just separates us a little bit from some of the other builders. Do you find that, 
as you're going through COVID, you know, life happens. Um, have you found renewed energy or a different focus with Sunterra at all over the last year or so? Or is it, you know, have you refocused anything from a business perspective into the business for yourself? I, I would say team building. I think that COVID really, you know, there were so many things that came out of it in terms of operations, how you function. I mean, Google, you know, Zoom meetings, all everything. And so it was almost a disconnect, but a reconnect, if you will. And I think it allowed us to kind of focus on our core team. You know, how, how do we want to live our life together as a team? How many events do we want to do as a team? And, you know, we incorporated something called weekly wins on Friday. So it really shifted my mindset of, okay, if this is our core team, then how do we build this so that everybody feels an important part of what we're doing? And I think, again, most of that is sort of you know, this post-COVID reflection thought process that we went through. Yeah. Interesting. Um, last time we met back in 2020, I'm not sure if we explored Trend a, 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 a fair amount or not at all. I'm curious for people that don't know, maybe, can you tell us a little bit what Trend is? Yeah, I mean, Modtrend is a exterior cladding company. So what we offer is uh, services from entire sort of building envelope packages. So, you know, instead of offering just a stucco portion of a house, um, you know, we'll do the masonry, the stucco, the siding, all of that. Um, and again, that's that sort of artistic side of what we do. You know, we are finding that with more of the luxury homes these days that, uh, you know, most houses have three to four elements on the outside versus Back in the day, it would be all vinyl or all siding. So, you know, we're we're kind of in that market. We work with several different builders from here to South Okanagan um, and clad a lot of their homes. And definitely the multifamily side, again, you know, as more and more developers are coming from Alberta, Vancouver, mm -hmm. we're starting to see a need for, you know, the, the types of projects that we're doing on the cladding side. Have you seen... Uh, or I'm curious, what, what are the trends on that side of the business right now? What are, what are people doing? And even on Sentara, I'm always curious about, you know, you can drive through, all of a sudden you start seeing these homes all look the same. And then a year later, there's different style of homes. Like, so, so what's the trend right now when it comes to home building or even with exteriors? Like, what are you finding people are asking for? I mean, I think people want maintenance-free products. I think that's almost like a blanket statement, you know. So masonry obviously falls in that, stucco falls in that. But what we're starting to see is a big trend away from natural woods. Um, you know, people don't want to be staining wood all the time. So there's been a major emergence of metal products available in this industry. Um, so you can now get exotic woods that look, you know, you can have a house that's got a bamboo cladding on it, which you know, wouldn't be necessarily natural to the environment. So I would say the trend is definitely zero maintenance products. Um, that's and then also also the multiple use of products as mentioned earlier, like that that is really big, you know. So you know you can have a blank canvas as a house, and clients really want to use multiple products on it to really highlight certain features of the homes. I see a lot of um, white homes with black trim. <laughs> that's a yeah in the Okanagan. A lot of that style coming yeah. now. Um, I'm curious. Where do you grab inspiration from? Like, I know one thing that I always say in our business is that um, try not to compare ourselves to people in our market. You try to compare ourselves to people in other markets. Like, what are people, what are the leaders in the world doing, not just in our backyard? And do you get that same inspiration? Do you look at, 
don't know, do you go to LA and go look what they're doing there? Or like, is, is that part of what you do where you get your inspiration? Uh, absolutely. I mean, I'm a doodler, I'm a sketcher, so I'm constantly drawing. Um, so, I, you know, I'm, I'm always, I'm always inspired everywhere I go, everywhere I travel, I, I'll take pictures. I mean, I've got, I've got things we're incorporating into home designs and exteriors that I saw five years ago, just didn't have the right project or the right client until now. So I, I would say I carry a, a lot of ideas that I've gotten, just like you said, from travel, other builders. I mean, I, that's another thing is I'm not afraid to reach out to other builders. If I see a product that I like, I will track down that builder, say, hey, amazing work. Where did you get it? And try to learn about it. Interesting. I'm curious, from, um, and I'm sure a lot of business owners who are listening to this probably feel the same. Is like, how do you balance all of it, right? You have Santerra. We talked about <laughs> my friend. You talk about Bollywood Bang. You know, your family, Robin and Esme, I know we're really important to you, obviously your own learning. I know you're the type of person you like to learn and stuff. So how do you balance from a, like from a personal perspective, being a business owner, being a dad, being a husband, you know, how, how do you balance all that? Um, I, great question. I've been thinking lots about this, but I, for myself personally, it comes down to meditation. Um, uh, and what I mean by that is it's more of a reset every single day, seven days a week. So for myself, I have a very, you know, very strict morning routine, which is, you know, helps me with my, my mental health. It helps me with all of the balancing of projects and, and employees, relationships, all the different energies I deal with in a day. So I go through about a two hour process every morning that starts out at about four in the morning. And then by six, I've kind of set my intentions for the day. And no matter what happens that day, it's the same reset the next day. And how long have you been doing that, Ravi? I, you know, it's something that I've been doing probably for about five years now. Um, I would say that I've become way more intentional about it. You know, just again, you know, it's something that I started off. I, I watched my father do it my entire life. Um, he never openly really talked about what he was doing. Like, to me, it didn't make a lot of sense. He would sit there in the dark every morning. It didn't make, you know, and this was probably when I was in my 20s and 30s. But, you know, after he passed and I, I was sort of doing this process prior, I, I would say I really fine tuned the intention of my meditation. So five years started, but the last two years have probably been the most uh, dialed into this process. And did you, did you refine that on your own? Did you work with someone? Did you find like, did you go somewhere or did you kind of just work on it yourself? I definitely refined it on my own. It was something that was very, um, personal to me. It's something that I needed to figure out. I definitely have a lot of open conversations with other people about meditation, but I think meditation is one of those things that if you try to do it um, based on how other people tell you, it's, it's got to be a bit of a trial and learn process is, is sort of my feedback on, on that process. And do you bring, do you bring like your business into that as well? For like, is that like your, your first two hours when you talk about meditation and you're setting your intentions, is it both personal and business? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and so Monday to Friday, it's a little heavier on the business side. Uh, weekend comes and I want to reset where I'm at with my family, my, my daughter, and my wife. So I'll intentionally make that the focus of my meditation. So de definitely, I mean, great question. It's, I think once you, you can understand the power of meditation and, and how it affects your benefits you in your life, then you can get very detailed about it. Um, and I'm a very visual person. So I do a lot of visualization in my meditations as well interesting and that um uh do you are you the type of person that 
are you more of a team guy when it comes to your your business from the business perspective? Do you like to talk things out with your team? Or are you, I've set my goals or here's what we're doing and you kind of just set the direction and let your team go? Or do you talk that through with your team? Or are you, do you know what I mean? Like, are you, yeah. you know? I, I think a bit of both, Rob. Like I think when, when to myself, I, I think I focus a little more on the higher level goals and the direction I want to go. And then I present it to, you know, Jenna and operations and Sam, like all the people that are around me and I'll have a more of an open table conversation. And sometimes they'll think I'm crazy. Sometimes they'll think it makes sense. Right. So I'm, I'm always open to feedback, but uh, I think as I'm evolving as a business owner and as a, as a husband and, and various different things in the community, I'm also starting to realize the power of empowering your employees. So I think the more they're involved in the overall vision, the easier it is for me to kind of move on to the next journey of my life, which you know I've, I've spoken to you about quite a bit too, is I, I've got a direction that I want to go um, in regards to mental health and public speaking and so forth. And for me to get there, I need to have a solid team that has kind of come up with myself. Therefore, the involvement of their opinions, feedback is extremely important to me. So you can not, I don't want to say leave, maybe step away a little bit from the business the day to day and it allows you to do kind of what you're saying is if you want to be on, you know, stages and talking or you, you need to find time to do that, right? So uh, if you have a team that you trust over here, you're not worried about, oh my gosh, like I'm going to, I don't want to lose my business to do this, right? So is that what you're saying? You want to build the team that you can trust so you can go, I can go off and do this and know it, it's being taken care of? Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. I think that's just sort of that journey of, understanding that you know if you can empower the people around you then you can do more together and i think that's been a huge sort of learning curve through various different business experiences that i've had and you know just invest investing in the right people you know in, in more ways than just work you know having things to do outside of work you know doing like i said the weekly wins even even just check-ins on weekends to say hey how are you doing right so right. i think that's very um, so, you know, something that's sort of come to me over time. And as I've progressed, like I said, as a leader, I've also seen the value in having those uh, conversations with employees and teammates. It's interesting. I uh, literally just this morning, I'm a big Simon Sinek fan. And I'm listening to one of his podcasts talking about how in school they create, we create managers, but we don't create leaders. Mm. And the distinction between a manager and a leader, in his opinion, a leader is someone that our focus is to make people better. That's what a leader should do is rate, get people to raise up, right? Not managing, you're managing tasks. You're, you're yeah. a little bit different. And I thought that was so interesting thinking back to like my schooling and stuff. But like, yeah, you, you get taught like the detail stuff and being a good manager, but it, they never teach you how to be a good leader, right? Absolutely. Self-learn through life experience and going, oh crap, I should have done that differently, <laughs> right? Yeah. And kind of going back. So that's interesting, interesting. Um, I'm going to take a little bit of a sidestep and come back to a couple of questions. We didn't do this last time with you. We do a thing called, would you rather I have 10 fun questions? I'm going to ask you just to get to know you a little bit. They're just sort of fun questions. And then we're going to come back and wrap up with a few more, uh, business side questions. So here we go. So would you rather read the book or watch the movie? At this stage in my life, watch the movie. Okay. Watching some cartoons with Esme. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, would you rather be the star player on a losing team or warm the bench on a championship team? Ooh, very interesting. I, again, at this stage, I think I would rather warm the bench and know my role in a, in a yeah. winning team. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, would you rather have a tattoo of the title of the last book you read or the last TV show you watched? <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, it depends what was better out of the two. 
Yeah. <laughs> Anything you're watching. Yeah, you it can it depends if the movie or the book left more of a lasting impression, I guess. <laughs> um, if it's Friday night, would you rather go out for dinner or are you staying in and ordering? Um, if it's if it's a, an opportunity to, to go out with my wife, Robin, then I go out for dinner. If it's a family event, then stay at home. Awesome. Yeah. Um, would you rather be the funniest person in a room or the smartest person in a room? Oh, gosh. I think to be funny, you have to be very smart. So I'll just go funny. Awesome. I like it. Um, would you rather be criticized or be ignored? I'd rather be criticized. Absolutely. Uh, would you rather shoot hoops with LeBron James or toss a football with Tom Brady? Oh, God. LeBron James all day. Yeah, I know you're a hooper, so I knew that was easy. <laughs> <laughs> um, would you rather win $25,000 or have your best friend win 100000 Oh, best friend 100000 any day. And hopefully he gives you fifty. Well, even if he doesn't, I mean, I, I would be happy. I mean, if it's my best friend, then everything's going to work out anyway. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, would you rather be able to take back anything you say or hear conversations about you? Oh, interesting. Take back anything that I'd rather say or hear conversations about me. I, to be honest with you, I probably would rather hear conversations about me because I think it, it uh, heightens a level of self-awareness. Hmm, interesting. I like it. Last question. Uh, would you rather only be able to use a fork and no spoon for the rest of your life or only be, be able to use a spoon and no fork for the rest of your life? Ooh, I'm going to have to go fork. I feel like I could do more damage with it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Thanks for playing along. So I'm curious, um, you, you've gone through, like I said, lots of life experience and, in, 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 you know, family stuff and and business, you got a couple businesses on the go in Bollywood Bang. In your opinion, people that are listening, what are the keys for you in order to run a successful business? And I think you've talked a little bit about this, but what are some things, some takeaways that you've learned over the years to say, these to me, this is what success looks like? I, I think what I've learned the most is having an end goal. You know, like I think humans are very direction based. So I think if you are able to establish early in any career or any sort of business, what your end goal is, you're more likely to get there. And I think that, you know, and, and that also plays to longevity and time that it takes. So if you're just doing something for the sake of making money, I don't think it'll necessarily get you there. And, and it will for some people, don't get me wrong. But I think that, you know, in this industry, there's a lot of hard work. Um, there's a lot of grit that's needed. There's a lot of learning lessons that come along the way that, you know, all are reasons to maybe give up sometimes along the way. So if you don't have an end goal that's very grand, very big, I think that, you know, that plays into how you deal with things. So that to me is probably the most important. And that's something that I certainly didn't, you know, have when I started, you know, I, and it's something that's evolved over time, but, but the benefits of having an end target have been absolutely amazing. You know, it allows you to get up a little more focused. It allows you to get through the hard times. It allows you to really focus on the things that matter. Do you work with your team to set their individual goals as well? hundred percent, because that, that's very important. I just had uh, lunch with a, a new employee that's been with us for just about a year. Uh, his goal is home ownership. Love it know people in the industry and said, Hey, you know what, let me help you get there because you know, a happy employee is going to be a happy teammate. It's going to be a happy father in his life, happy husband in his life. So I think just understanding the true value of all of us is happy people make happy results. Right. So those little goals and I mean, not even little, those are big goals. And yeah. if I'm able to help out, that's just an absolute bonus.
Love it. Um, I'm curious, uh, last question is, uh, we've talked, I'm going to kind of full circle about Bollywood Bang. People, I know there's going to be lots of interest. It's coming up shortly, really. Uh, how how can people stay connected if they want to learn more as more information come out? What's the best way for them to stay connected? Um, I think in the next little while here, we're going to be um, doing some media stuff. So there'll okay. be some press releases. So maybe, maybe keep an eye out for anything that comes out in the media. We'll be, you know, making that link available to everybody. Okay. Um, you know, reach out to any one of your friends that may know about it. But we're going to do our absolute best to make the awareness happen here within the next you know, starting, like I said, today to the next two weeks to the next month. Um, it's not a lot of time. I mean, June 10th is somewhat around the corner, um, but we're, we're in full, full mode right now. So yeah, definitely reach out through Instagram, through Facebook um, and keep an eye out for some of the articles that should be coming out here pretty soon. Love it. Well, Ramvir, thank you again for joining today. I always love your honesty. I love discussion, talking about you. And I know you've gone through a lot of life events and and uh, I always find amazing that all the stuff you can juggle uh, <laughs> businesses and family in Bollywood. And I think people are going to be super excited that that Bollywood Bang is back. And I know this is going to be amazing, Ben. And like always, the community will support it. I think that's one wonderful thing of where we live. There's always good support for these sort of things. So thank you for joining me again today. Absolutely. Absolute pleasure being on the show again. Thank you. No problem. No problem. Thanks, Ramvir. And everyone else, have a great rest of your day. And thank you for tuning into Business Matters. We would like to thank your sponsor, Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union and a member-owned financial cooperative serving the Okanagan, Similkameen, and Thompson regions. They offer a wide range of banking and investment services for individuals and families. Valley First also has a talented business and commercial team to provide the expertise, products, and services local businesses need to grow and thrive.